0: Welcome to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Join us as we learn to lead together from the simple to the strategic. Our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. All right, all right. Welcome to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. My name is Chrissy Cole, and I am joined by my partner,
1: Caleb Cole, all right, all right. That's (laughs) that's how you opened it, so I wanted to do it too. My partner. Is that your new thing? Yeah. All right, all right, all
0: right. right. My partner in ministry, my partner in the home, my partner in baby making. And, uh huh. Great. So we are about to jump into (laughs) our sixth episode. Um, for the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. Hey, can we just say thank you for listening to the podcast? Thank you. I think as we listen to one another and as we um, learn more about leadership together, we're all going to grow together. And so the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast is all about uncomplicating your leadership. From simple to strategic, our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. So we are going to jump into a new topic. Um, today, if you haven't listened to any of any of the previous messages you can, or excuse me, podcasts on Spotify, on Apple, share it, like it, um, follow us on Instagram at uncomplicated leave us, leadership. A, review. Leave us a review, leave us a comment, you know, do your thing. But this topic for the day is this idea and myth that one leadership style fits all.
1: Yeah. I think that in these, episodes we've been debunking myths Mm -hmm. along the way and so this being our sixth episode we kind of came across this idea that I found I think some of us are like oh that's the perfect leader Mm -hmm. and I need to lead exactly like that Mm -hmm. and if I don't lead like that then I won't be successful but I think that we recognize that this is a myth that there is no one leadership style there isn't or that there is no one leadership style fits all. There's multiple leadership styles and it really comes down to us being our unique selves as leaders. And that's why you can't, you can learn and, and, and bring in ideas, philosophies, approaches to leadership from other people we should be learning. But at the end of the day uh, in certain organizations, if you tried to implement how another organization is led, it wouldn't work. And it may not even work for you because you are not that other leader that maybe you really look up to. So I think that we we've recognized even as, you know, two individuals who are leading together um, that this is kind of a new leadership style as co-lead pastors of our church. That's what we do. We lead a church together that in some ways we had to write the manual. And so we've taken, you know, some from other people we've seen, but we haven't seen a lot of examples of, you know, co-leadership as men and women, especially in the local mm-hmm. church. And so, you know, we're learning and gleaning from other people. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we have to establish our own leadership style and it's going to be unique to us, our giftings, our personalities. And so we want to encourage you because uh, I think every week we're like, hey, be you, you know, be authentically you. And that also applies to leadership. Yeah. I really, And your style.
0: Right. I think the... Um, problem with thinking that one leadership size fits all is this level of insecurity in who you are. Um, And when you're looking around to find the best leadership style by again, by looking around, you're actually just comparing yourself and seeing your deficiencies rather than what God has blessed you with and how you were uniquely created. So I think one of the things that we need to tackle in understanding that not one there's not just one leadership style that fits the best organization or there's not one way to make it to the top so to say is by really crushing the lie that uh, we're well, not even the lie but not crushing I'm trying to find the words how we can really just I like crushing yeah crushing the Crush comparison the lie. or crushing the comparison issue in yeah. our lives and once and for all just saying. I'm going to be everything that I was designed to be and put on this earth to do. And no one else has the same calling or purpose Mm. as I do. No one else is going to reach my family. No one else is going to reach my community the way I'm going to because God created me a certain way.
1: I mean, don't you think that high level leaders uh, we probably have are guilty of falling into comparison more than anyone and, and I think that, you know, all you listening out there, your leaders, all of you lead in different ways, different spheres. And I think that probably a lot of you can relate to this in that when you have high expectations of yourselves, you have high dreams and goals and aspirations, you tend to uh, fall into the trap of comparison. And, and none of us are immune from this uh, temptation because it is a real temptation, especially in today's culture, that we're going to constantly compare ourselves. And so Finding your leadership style, and not only that, but I think recognizing that, look, just like technical skills have to be updated, mm-hmm. uh, we have to realize that to be relevant, motivation strategies, management styles, leadership techniques, they have to be constantly updated. That's and right. I think I've recognized that we we look at organizations where like, I want to lead like that, or individuals I want to lead like that, and then we realize, wait, I lead a group of ten, <laughs> you know, so leading a team of 10 is going to take way different style and leadership management, you know, um, approach than leading a organization of 150. And so within that, our leadership style has to constantly be uh, fluid, adjusting, you know, moving the strategies we implement and use are always changing. And that's why like as a leaders, we have to evolve because Mm -hmm. what, your style is right now with the team you have in this moment is not the style that will work probably when you go to the next level. And so Chrissy and I are constantly in seasons of reinventing our leadership and taking on new approaches and new strategies and new styles because our organization is constantly evolving. And that's why it's so obvi- obvious and evident that one leadership style doesn't fit all right. because our organizations are going to evolve and we have to change as well.
0: Right. And I don't even think it's just about changing. Some people can change um, and bad and start you know, growing in bad habits and start changing negatively. And so it's the idea of not just changing and evolving, but growing Growing. and moving forward and improving. Um, otherwise if we stick to a certain leadership style, um, if we never outgrow it, then we're, well, then we're going to keep on doing the same leadership style and yeah. technique. So if we're actually growing, we are constantly changing and tweaking the different leadership techniques and organizational management skills that we have.
1: Yeah. And we we grow and and learn those leadership techniques through practice. Yeah. And so like you have to improve your skills as a leader, improve your ability to communicate as a leader. And you do that through practice. So the best thing about leadership is We're constantly practicing, right? Mm -hmm. And we may not always see it that way, but I think within our organization, there's been times when we've said, hey, this is an experiment and we're trying something new. And I think that gives us freedom to, to fail and to not even see it though as failure if it does fall short or fall flat because we're like, no, no, we're just trying new things. And if it's an experiment, then it really can't fail because it's something we've just learned from. And so I think that within leadership, like we have to recognize that everything we do is leadership and we're constantly practicing leadership, the The important thing to me is are we learning from our mistakes? Are we learning from our failures? Are we learning what works and doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And are we improving on, you know, the practices that we have in place? I think that it's interesting to me. I came across some research on this idea and there is little evidence out there of how one might develop leaders to actually be most effective. And so that's what kind of was astounding to me because I was like, okay, how do you develop effective leaders? And there's actually little evidence or research that would say there's, if you do this, you'll develop good leaders. And what what the research found though, was that there's a strong link between emotional intelligence and transformational leadership. And this was a study done in 2006. And that was probably the, the, my biggest takeaway as I was reading, you know, in preparation for this was that it's not about developing the most effective program. Mm -hmm. It's about as leaders being emotionally intelligent, Mm -hmm. because if you have emotional intelligence, um, we call it what EQ. Um, If you have emotional intelligence, you are able to gauge people, to, to understand people, mm-hmm. to see people's needs, to see when they're hurting, when they're struggling, when they're doing well, when they're thriving, when they're, when they come alive and when they shut down, mm-hmm. the emotional intelligence actually enables you to then develop leaders uh, effectively. And so I think in this, like one of the things I would challenge all of you with that are listening is that you would work on being a more self-aware person, uh, a more emotionally intelligent person. And there are books out there uh, that can help you with emotional intelligence, with being self-aware. And I think our biggest issue f- within leaders is insecurity and and a lack of self-awareness. And if those two things are playing a part in your leadership, you will not develop leaders effectively.
0: Right. And if you think about it, insecurity and comparison um, is really just looking at yourself and your your deficiencies and as a leader if we're going to be leading people we're leading to um abundant we need to lead out of an abundance and if there's a deficiency in ourselves yeah then we're not going to lead people well and i love that you mentioned self-awareness because um i think it's there's a lie that ugh, if you're not self-aware then you're never going to get self-aware, but I yeah. think that um, that's a lie too. I think that as leaders, we have to we can be people who can help people understand where they're seeing themselves incorrectly, whether yeah. it's their insecurity or their just ignorance.
1: Well recognizing that you maybe don't have some self-awareness. Mm-hmm is the beginning of self-awareness right but so, sometimes you so need people
0: that, to be honest with you yeah to help challenge you and that's what we're getting at today we have to um if we're going to help people grow in their emotional intelligence if we're going to be good leaders we're going to help them grow up but we have to be the type of people who can help lead them to that health so we're go for it You're so right. we're
1: debunking this myth right that one leadership style fits all and i think that as we're listening to this and i was as we were preparing for this is like, well, what, what are we telling people to do then? Uh, you know, so there's no one leadership style, uh, be myself, right. Increase my emotional intelligence, my self-awareness. Okay. Those are good. Like, but what should I do? I think the key for me in leading people is just asking the right questions. So we want to give you some questions to ask as you lead people. So number one is how well are you developing your leaders now? That's a big question, and that's the the probably number one question we all are asking ourselves constantly. And I think as you ask that question, you then have to dig in and say, what am I doing to help develop them? And that doesn't mean that there's a one-size-fits-all program, but it means are you implementing anything that would develop your leaders? So for us, it's we have implemented that every one of our staff can go on one uh, they can go to one conference a year and we've actually invested in in that. So they have a chunk of money that each of them can use to go to a conference every year in their area of ministry. focus or mm-hmm. ministry for us as a church. And so that's like for us, like number one, that's how we're developing, you know, our leadership team. We invest in them financially. Mm-hmm. Number two is as a staff, we go through a book every week together and they're always surrounding either... Uh, leadership and and practical leadership growth or spiritual growth for us, or it's practical like church growth. And so we're going through it together. We're discussing together. Um, we pray together. These are all areas or ways that we're developing our leaders. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the third way is we empower them, empower them to run, to, to oversee their area of ministry, Uh, their area of our organization. Mm -hmm. We empower them to, to take risks, Mm -hmm. to step out and even give them freedom to fail. And I think that those are ways for us that we've really like, uh, we've gauged like, Hey, if we're doing those three things, if we're, if those three things are constantly happening, then our leaders are being Mm -hmm. developed.
0: Yes, but just like Caleb said, there's not just one leadership style that fits all, which means yeah, there's that's not for just our organization, one program. Right? And so I would say um, while we do those three things, I would be aware of programming out your development of leaders. When it comes down to it, your leaders need to know that you care about them. And we're speaking on emotional intelligence here. So I would just even make yourself available to your leaders to listen to them because we can get to a point where we say, we have all these resources for you, for you, this is for you, this is for you. But if we're just a um, relying on transactional, relationship where I give you this, so you're going to grow. Um, I don't think that's the design of like a heavenly design. I think the design that God has for us is that we would grow in relationships. So, um, I was actually reading somebody talking about the best way to develop leaders and it was less programmy and it was more about, you know, making yourself available to your, your, the people that you're leading. So give them your number, check in on them emotionally. Um, and don't just program out your development for them. So
1: it's good. So question number two to ask as you lead people is what am I doing to develop myself as a leader? So as you ask yourself that question, Chrissy, what would you say is like some consistent things?
0: So here's a really interesting thing that I just pretty much discovered in the last few days um that ooh, fresh revelation yeah this is fresh revelation um typically what i've done is that i've tried to stay healthy um physically i've tried to stay healthy um in my friendships and you know tried to stay married uh tried to stay married yes that too (laughs) but i tried to stay healthy in my marriage and so in the relationships that are closest to me and there's and there was like making sure that I had typical rest or rhythmed rest. Um, and so I I was aware of trying to be healthy, but I realized in the last week that I've been having some back pain, so I can't go to the gym. There goes my health, my physical health outlet. Mm. And I realized like, man, well, how do I develop if I don't have these outlets? Like I can't do the physical thing. And and I, I realized that as Things were removed from my life um, to do that that typically helped me develop as a leader. Um, that I had to look internally on some things that the physical component to staying healthy could not help. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So I, I had to be aware of the areas that needed to stay healthy. But when there's like unavoidable, like unhealth is that a word or like yeah. like in my physical realm, I needed to take a look inside um and spend more time there so development of yourself has to do a lot with your health but you but there's some things that you just can't control and when you can get to the place that you're not controlling your own growth and you are allowing people to speak into your life you're allowing god to change you transform you and you're understanding and listening to your body and your um i don't know if i'm answering the question but that was just fresh revelation for me even this morning just realizing that some things are out of my control this normally helps me develop by staying healthy but um there's other areas internally that i needed some development on
1: yeah i mean it sounds like As a leader, right, you want to be healthy in all areas. And so for you, you're just in a season where you realize like, oh, man, if this is a little out of whack, then I get out of whack as a leader. I think, you know, for me, obviously, I want to be healthy mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually. But then I'm like, what else am I doing to develop myself as a leader? And and, you know, I think the best way because I say all the time, like, look, I have a lot of mentors. They just don't know it. And what I mean by that is like I'm constantly learning from people, leadership, Mm -hmm. gurus, uh, pastors, teachers, communicators. They're mentoring me. They don't even know. How do I how do they mentor me without them knowing it? Well, I read their books. I don't know them personally. Yeah. I listen to their podcasts. Mm -hmm. I listen to their communication style, Mm -hmm. taking tips from it. So I think that as leaders, we have no excuse in this day and age Mm -hmm. to not develop Mm -hmm. because there is so much information and opportunity. We have access to everything to develop us at the, at our fingertips on our phones. And so man, implement regular things into your life, into your rhythms, into your day, where it is development for you personally, because we can get so busy doing that. We forget about personally growing. And I've got caught up in that. It's like, I got so much to do in the organization. It's like, no, what am I doing to develop myself, to grow myself? So Second question to ask as you lead people, what am I doing to develop myself as a leader? Third question to ask as you lead people, how well do your interventions provide positive results in terms of organizational performance? And so uh, I say interventions, I mean, hard conversations. I mean, maybe it's a annual review, maybe you do quarterly reviews, but within those interventions, those hard conversations, those reviews, accountability um do they provide positive results in terms of organizational performance? So for us, Chrissy, like what do you feel like as we do those with people?
0: Well, I think the lot lie- How do you
1: gauge if it's positive the results?
0: Right. Well, I think I think one pitfall of the annual review that we discovered early on yeah. is that if we are reviewing our employees or people that we're leading only once a year, then we've kind of missed it as leaders.
1: Yeah. If, it, if we're waiting... A year to review
0: or give them feedback. Then there is something that's missing. We think that there we've implemented quarterly reviews as the bare minimum of when we're connecting with our leaders because too much happens from week to week. Not that you have to know every last thing that's happening in your leader, but if you're not checking in with them, a quarter can be too late. Oh, year will be too late. And so I think it's um, it's important for you to understand um, the rhythm of when you should be meeting with your leaders, but again, it's relational. If you have, if you try to intervene in, in like somebody's performance too soon or too late and have no relationship with them, you are probably not going to get good results. It's true. And so I really think while you can, again, program this stuff out, I would say just make it regular, make it consistent. Mm. See what works for your organization, but also develop a relationship with your team outside of these reviews because they're going to receive your feedback better.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: If you have a relationship with them.
1: Yeah. I think that one way that you can gauge like are these interventions, and I don't even like I don't like that term. Um yeah,
0: it's not like we're saving, we're <laughs> rescuing a our term. team from
1: how how well do your, I would say hard conversations, yeah. reviews, um, even just accountability, how well is that providing positive results? And I think that for us, it's like, hey, are, is our team teachable? Are they receiving it from us? And like you said, it doesn't work if there isn't relationship. And we found our team is much more open and accepting of you know, any kind of hard conversation when they trust us and mm-hmm. they know that we're for them and we love them mm-hmm. and we're not there to just, you know, to make them a cog in a machine mm-hmm. or w- we don't just care about them for what they can give us or bring mm-hmm. to the organization. Like, mm-hmm. no, we care about them as a person and we wanna see them grow as a leader and hard conversations make help mm-hmm. people grow. Right. It helps us grow as we have those hard conversations.
0: Right. If we're only having hard conversations once a year, then I think we're missing it.
1: Yeah, so I think for me, it's the receptivity and that's the implementation. And I think yeah. that we've seen our team, because we have a relationship, they're receptive and they implement when things need to change. And then finally, the last question to ask as you lead people uh, under this myth of, you know, one size fits all in leadership is what will it take to motivate your leaders to want to learn and apply what is learned? So what do you think motivates, you know, and, and we're, we're speaking from our experience. So what has worked in motivation of our team Chrissy?
0: I think again this there's not one leadership style that fits all there's not one way to program this perfectly but what we realize is that our leaders all have different strengths and they all learn differently so the last quarterly review that we had we actually asked them how do you learn what how do you learn the best is it visual is it through experience and and I think that this comes down to relationship once again. If you're leading people well, you are building relationship with them. So if you can understand what motivates them better, then you're going to be able to apply that <laughs> to right. your relationship with them, to how they perform. So what will it take to motivate your leaders to want to learn? I think it's learning them. Learn how they how they learn, learn how they Feel like they thrive learn what motivates them and it's building relationship with them um, otherwise Good. we could just say here's here's a model here's a model and this is how you're gonna learn this is how you're gonna do it and we can pigeonhole our leaders to do things the way that makes the most sense to us and how we learn and we're it's really to the detriment of the people we are leading we're actually probably gonna either damage or dull them I feel like we've used that a lot lately but um, yeah sharpening our leaders is developing our leaders and if we're not sharpening them and learning them better then we're probably having this you know authoritative leadership style that's actually dulling and possibly damaging them
1: so good so hey as we close up this podcast we just want to encourage you to to be you you know to to walk you you. to walk in the authority and the confidence of who you were created to be as a leader, but also to take inventory right now Mm -hmm. of where you are as a leader. I think that we all recognize that we could improve, that we could grow. And maybe in this season, you haven't been investing in yourself enough as a leader. So my challenge to you, uh, our challenge to you would be invest in yourself as a leader. Maybe it is getting away to a conference. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, hey, I need to implement regular reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a podcast, you know, yeah. once a week that you're the listening to. The uncomplicated podcast. Ooh, <laughs> uh you're doing it by listening to this right now. Yes,
0: And readers are leaders. So what are you reading right now? I think that's a big component. Yeah.
1: Well. So, so making sure that you're investing in yourself as a leader, yeah. I would challenge us that we would, uh, you know, work on our self-awareness and our emotional intelligence. Cause I think based on the research, that is the number one indicator uh, you know, of of transformational leadership, it's emotional intelligence. So, man, what if we all were committed to growing in our understanding of ourselves and the people around us? If our emotional intelligence increased, apparently, according to the research we're seeing, is that that is where transformational leadership comes from. It's not from a program. Mm-hmm. It's not from a certain um,
0: personality style. Per, yeah, yeah,
1: personality style or leadership style. Yeah, it's simply by being aware of yourself and those Mm -hmm. around you so then you're better or you're able to more effectively lead them and transform them as leaders. So, Mm -hmm. hey, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode, episode six of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. Our goal is from the simple to the strategic. We want to help you uncomplicate your leadership life. So thanks for joining with us. Uh, Like we said earlier, like subscribe, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. That really helps and share this, share this on your social media, let people know you're listening. And we really appreciate all the support and uh, we are looking forward to continuing to grow together as leaders. Yeah, so good, so good. Love you, love leading with you. Ditto, uh,
0: ditto. And we love all you and are thankful for anybody who listens, so.
1: And sound effect for Michael who's recording us right now come on (laughs) give it up for michael wherever you are it's
0: going to be like a long extended slow clap and cheer yeah do it do it he deserves it
1: all right have an amazing week we'll see you soon leadership (laughs)
0: bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the uncomplicated leadership podcast with caleb and chrissy cole Keep up with Caleb and Chrissy on Facebook and Instagram and calebandchrissycole.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.